Yo, oh my gosh, yo, this is taking so long. Yo, we got a great show today, and uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of things. Welcome to the first ever episode of Rugby Swag Live, trying something completely different. Before we get started, yeah, let me hit you with that intro, baby. I think the minute I stepped on a practice field for rugby, the calling happened. Uh, an eight-year plan to be on the team, and I was in it within two years. Don't wait until you... Or a pro to be a pro, right? And I walk around with a rugby ball sometimes, and they're like, "What is this child on?" It looks like it was a heavy. Yeah. It's up. It's not up. You know, that's the first time I played like professional. I'm making rugby money. How can I make money outside of it? And those two Scottish guys, and I said, "Oh, you're um, you're here for the movie." That rugby is a game for all shapes and sizes, all cultural um, aspects. He looked at me and he says, "You guys are awesome." Yo, my name is Gift Gift Time at Baylou, and this is, of course, Rugby Swag, the show where we speak to people and we talk about the things that are happening in rugby. And obviously, most of the time, this is done as a podcast. So, you know, we're posting this after the bath or something like that. But honestly, I thought, hey, man, let me see if I can get engagement. I miss talking to people about this while we're talking about this. So, I right, let's try something different. That being said, I also thought that it would be a lot shorter to be able to put together. And uh, this is taking hours, hours to get going on. Uh, so needless to say, hey, before we get even started, I need you guys to absolutely, absolutely, please don't forget to subscribe here. And of course, if you're listening on the podcast, definitely check it out. Check us out on our social medias over here. There we go. We've got that camera right. Check us out on our social media, Rugby Swag Show. Find me on X at Gift Time. Find me on Facebook at Gift Time Rugby. Uh, YouTube, of course, subscribe here. And TikTok, Gift Time Rugby. And please don't forget, if you are watching this or you don't even know, definitely go check it out on our the, you know, podcast platform. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio. Like, we are everywhere and we're about to get it more in, but we have a great show uh, going in for today. We've got definitely hella, hella things to be able to talk about uh, for this week. we got Rugby World Cup recap. Obviously, looking back at what happened during the week, uh, we definitely have some USA Rugby retirement news. Also, update HBC Rugby Classic. Uh, and then, man, let's look forward to what the Rugby World Cup has. We're on the last week of the Rugby World Cup stage. Obviously, we're trying to figure out who is going to the finals. I'm excited to talk about it. And of course, predictions. It's always about those predictions, man. What do we got going on? So, if you got anything, whether you're on Facebook, whether you're on um, YouTube, whether you are on Twitch, I don't really know. But if you got something that you want to add in, absolutely do it. And if you don't, and you're not catching this live, of course, know that uh, we're going to be... I'm gonna, gonna try i'm gonna try and get this live on tuesdays in the morning i think it'll be 10 a.m here so 9 a.m um 9 a.m eastern uh 8 a.m central i want to catch you on the morning drive all right i want you to be able to get your day started with what we're doing at least one time per week can't guarantee more than that but at least one time per week on that one so in the meantime yo let's get this next 
set started. All right, let's, let's see what we got here. Uh, make sure I get my banners up correctly. So first and foremost, I wanted to go into what we have going on with last week with rugby. And if you're watching and you get to watch live, this is going to be raw. <laughs> this is going to be so raw. All right. So let's check out what we learned last week. So obviously, as we always say, when we talk about rugby world stuff, we have. I'm going to talk about what I had taken in scores from last week, what I predicted. I'm going to compare it to what actually happened. I based it on the fact of, one, how close to the actual score that I actually I'm not using the spreads that anybody else is using, so you know, take it for what it is. I'm score that I believe is supposed to be about the right score, and of course, I want to be able to take a look and see how close we I got, and of course, how much you can trust my scoring ability. So, as let's get this thing off the boat. All right. So first and foremost, all right. We had a great start to this Rugby World Cup. It was Uruguay versus Namibia. All right. Namibia was their last game. Uruguay coming off a loss, but, you know, still have some redemption. They were up on this one. 30, I had them predicted to win this 35-10. And, you know, a solid game, distance enough to be able to do what we need to do. Um, but, of course, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's anybody's game. Game actually turned out to be... 36 to 26. I was so close on that Uruguay score. Off by a point, but shout out to Namibia for actually finding a way to be able to put a little bit of juice into this and kind of end on a high note. I mean, I know they weren't getting a lot of great looks just because of the fact that there was already accusations of hurting um, DuPont with France, and obviously they've been just getting their butts handed to them all throughout this tournament. But way to end strong even on a short week so that speaks volumes on that next up we have um japan versus samoa now this was a game that i had set and assumed to predict was going to end up being a 25 10 game i look at japan as being a better team than samoa i thought this was going to be one that you know japan would be able to show get their points together as they try and get uh their ups when it comes to uh uh Pool, pool A, pool A, with uh, with 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 that. But man, uh, once again, this was not the this this week was not the week of people playing to their expectations. Everybody was really a lot of who needed it played down to their opponents. Uh, score ended up being twenty eight twenty two. Japan over Samoa. I, I meant Pool D, not Pool A. Pool D. So you know, it was it was a closer game. Of course, I got the score on Japan close, obviously off by three points. Samoa completely off. Um, they definitely brought it again. Looked like they went. I don't think they were a very good kicking team, but I think they did enough to be able to make you say, "Yeah, well, yeah, you're gonna go out at least with some strength <laughs> behind them." Because <laughs> uh, they're not continuing on. They're not continuing on. Next one up. 
New Zealand versus Italy. Now, this was the one, the battle of the two tier, the, the tier one teams. Um, you know, I think everybody was really looking for this game to. I mean, I, I think people were underestimating New Zealand. And I don't think that was necessarily wrong. I don't think New Zealand has actually been that great through this tournament. But I predicted this to still be a blowout. I don't think Italy has been good. I know it's supposed to be Italy is good in a bubble, but I I, I feel like they are easily the worst of the best teams. Like, if you're looking at them at one, at the bottom, they are truly at the bottom of the top tier team. But the distance between their bottom and tier two's top is not close. That being said, I felt New Zealand was going to make an example of Italy. Um, I thought this was going to be a 40 to 25 game. Strong first half by Italy, and then New Zealand would just absolutely wax them. Boy, point for point for point. Yeah, that's not what happened. Uh, New Zealand let their full range and range actually exist here against uh, Italy. Uh, this was 96 to 17. Did not see this one coming. I did not see New Zealand completely. I expected a boat race. You know, you got to expect a boat race, but I didn't expect like a boat race. Like I didn't expect them to absolutely demolish the hell out of uh, Italy like they are a tier three team. New Zealand brought its rage. And honestly, I'm glad because they've been playing, eh, you know, and, and you can't really take much to for what they've done, like, uh, you know, against, a, you know, Romania or something like that. Um, God, dog, I would be forgetting who the pools are. Like that's that's always the sucky part. Against like Namibia and 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 Uruguay, like New Zealand is is clearly always going to be better than them. So you don't learn anything about them from that. But this, 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 this I wasn't expecting. This, this was not where I thought it was going to end up being. So yeah, that that speaks a lot to what we're going to see moving forward with New Zealand and all that. All right, next up we had. Uh, Argentina versus Chile. All right. Argentina versus Chile. Now, I thought this was going to be a solid battle because this is, you're talking about inter intercontinental battles. Now, mind you, Chile has not been on par with Argentina ever. All right. But again, first time they've made it to a Rugby World Cup. Obviously, they've just been, they've been the, uh, the stepping stones of the entire league this entire time i mean that's that goes that goes without saying you know um but i i thought that it would be a closer game um i expected this to be a 35 to 16 match and and again you know this is your this is your cousins right next door right this, this is the cousins all right they shared a border chile's got the water argentina's got the mountains like i thought this was gonna be the thing Chile, and on top of that, Argentina hasn't been playing that well. Now, Argentina said, I need you to put some respect on my name, all right? Put some respect on my name, son, because they whooped them 59 to 5. And it wasn't even a close 5. Like, Chile did not score until basically the game was over. That means you put the substitutions in. Nobody's going to do anything more. Yo, it was over at that point. It was over. That This wasn't a rivalry. There was no love lost. This is Argentina saying, yo, you might think that you, Uruguay, you, Chile, 
might be rising up. But let me make sure you understand this territory and piss right on them. for <laughs> Yo, yeah, nah, it, it wasn't. Argentina is still top dog in the South America, and honestly, the Americas, for what it's worth. All right, so this was the game that pissed me off the most of all. Uh, Fiji versus Georgia. All right, we had just watched Fiji completely uh, uh, beat out Australia. Obviously, a close one against um, Wales. And, I mean, all they had left, all they have left is Georgia and Portugal. All right, they basically got the shoe-in. And if you looked at the game-to-game, it doesn't even feel like Fiji and Georgia should be on the same page. And so, for me, of course, I'm expecting Fiji to come through and be able to be like, all right, let me show you the spirit of the islands as you stick in your landlocked lane and your, your farm boys over there. Let me show you this. I predicted this to be a 48-5 to game, right? 48-5 to game. Now, Fiji said, hey, man, I'm listening to the hype. I, I've, I've gotten the hype. I'm not used to being this. Mind you. Fiji has not made the quarterfinals since 2007. I'm pretty sure that's damn near the last time that they actually made it into the Rugby World Cup. I think that actually is because they weren't there. I don't think they were there for 11 and, and, and 15 and definitely weren't there for 2019. So, like, you know, they've been doing their thing. They beat their biggest rival. And it even was said before, oh, man, beating Australia is like their championship because, you know, obviously Australia have been sniping all their players. But, like... You can't play down this low because Georgia, I looked at this, obviously the score, 17 to 12. All right. I watched this game. Fiji was horrendous. Horrendous. I watched Georgia versus Portugal. This was Fiji going down. This wasn't Georgia playing up. This was Fiji playing down to their competition. All right. And that is a huge problem. That is the first time Fiji actually scared me before. Because I did not expect them to let up on anything. You got size. You got speed. You got the passing. This is this is part of the spirit. This is religion. And of course, no. No. They let themselves get ahead by the concept of Georgia and not played into what was their totality. Also, shout out to Georgia. Got the kicking right, man. They were, they were in it. 9-0 at halftime. Like, Fiji really wasn't doing their thing. They really weren't doing it. It wasn't until the second half that they decided to actually start catching balls and actually making the passes that they're supposed to do. But beforehand, Fiji was playing trash. So I, I definitely – I'm going to consider this wrong. I might have gotten the winner correct, but this was way closer than I expected. I I, I was off on this one. All right. Uh, next up, we had uh, Scotland versus Romania. All right. Uh, I Look – we, we all knew. Romania has just been, I mean, if, if Namibia was the whipping boy, Romania was the dirt that was underneath the whipping boy that was getting stomped by the cows by just to be able to get by. Like nobody, they weren't stopping anything. You could put a sheet of paper there and it would give you the same results that Romania had in this whole tournament. So Scotland, who's literally up and tied to try and get the second position for the uh, for their pool, uh, was not going to get held down by Romania. I, I figured this was going to be a boat race. I actually did not think that um, Scotland was going to try and go too hard, just enough to be able to get the points, beat down, but really go through. But again, you forget, whenever whenever point differential is a part of your game, uh, it's, it, it makes a difference. And uh, Scotland definitely showed it all, 84-0. to zero. 
uh, complete annihilation. This isn't close. They are chomping at the bit for Ireland. This is this is like the Argentina-Chile thing, except for the teams are actually both good and not like perceptively good. Uh, this what we get for Ireland, Scotland coming up, and of course we're going to talk about that just a little bit later on. But what we get for Scotland, Ireland is going to be fantastic, fantastic. Uh, I wasn't too impressed with Scotland against South Africa, but again, it was South Africa, except for in their defense. And uh, yeah, Romania just, man, you just didn't have a chance, man. Shout out to them for making the tournament. Like this, this is a tough, it's, it's hard to be this demoralized in terms of, or at least this much level in difference between what you could do and, and where you thought you were. Cause it says a lot, man. I mean, I'm Romania played hard, but. You know, since every game was basically unwatchable, and you, know, you don't really take the time, and they were basically all – I think they scored, like, what, maybe 10, maybe 15 points this entire tournament? Man, kudos. Kudos. Hard to get up for that every day. All right. And uh, lastly, I think we had uh, – oh, no, not uh, lastly. I think we had, had Australia versus Portugal. Now, this was one that I, I started to feel like I think Australia is going to give up, like – I don't feel like they were playing for Eddie Jones anymore. Obviously, we heard about the situation with Japan and doing the interviews, talked about it last week. And then, of course, you know, you get the other aspect of it where you have, you know, Portugal, you know, almost getting their first win in the Rugby World Cup and and against Georgia, and they were just a kick away. So, I mean, I figured Australia was going to be better than them just because Australia is just technically better than them. Just more talented, more skill, more knowledge. And, and and I figured it would be not a tight game, but competitive. Like Portugal would, you know, wrestle it a little bit, but Australia would get away with it. 35 to 3. That was what my prediction was. And honestly, I'm not that far off. Uh, score finally 34 to 14. Uh, Portugal, again, showing that they have backs. Like it's a soccer country, so they've got speed athletes in the back they don't have a great forward pack um against georgia they were better than i expected i feel like they they played above themselves against georgia just because the respect and expectation of it but man uh uh other than that like you know this was what you expected australia took it now they're back into the mix of what they need to do to be able to get that second spot uh inside um inside inside their pool so last game last game south africa tonga i mean i i think we can all say like south africa is amongst the top three best teams and if we don't all say it i'm gonna say it. south africa is amongst the top three teams in the rugby world cup like i think they're one of really one of the three that can actually mean it is south africa um ireland and uh wales I think those are the three that are going to be able to have a chance to come out from this. Tonga is a try-hard team. You know, they just they, they, they just don't got it like that. Like, they're a try-hard team. I give them all the credit as a try-hard team. Uh, so, you know, I thought Tonga would at least put up a little bit of 17. South Africa would do an easy 55, get the bonus point, rest their guys, not really put too much into it. Nah, I should have known better because it's South Africa. But, yo, it was it was basically that like South Africa, forty nine, Tonga eighteen. I, I was very very close uh, in in what it was because again 
you have to rest your guys, get the bonus points, secure yourself for second with a possibility for a first. And Tonga gets, you know, heart of their chest situation. And I, I that's that's really the best that they were going to be able to do for this. Like Tonga, again, has been, a, you know, a whipping boy for most of the teams in Pool B. If for all the teams in Pool B, you know, they're tough nation, they're scrappy, thick guys, but they're not they're not the most athletic uh, group of rugby people. And it's not even like they got talent, you know, talent mind like that from other countries. It's just some people got it, some people don't, depending what it is. Tonga be beating USA, so I can't even really say that much, but it be like that sometimes. So that's what we had for the um, – that's what we had for the recaps for the Rugby World Cup. Wanted to get it. Of course, look, if you're watching, absolutely throw yourselves into the comments. Love to be able to talk to you about it. Um, and, you know, we just we want to make sure that we get this right because we're coming into a crucial point. This is a really key point with uh, Rugby World Cup. I think, obviously, with what's happening in around uh, uh, Rugby World. So uh, definitely, definitely. You can hit me up in the comments or, of course, yo, let's just continue this on. Uh, but before we get started on to the next thing, uh, I want us to get a quick take back and take a look uh, at our first sponsor, uh, which is Health Enhanced Foods. All right. So I don't know if you guys can see this over here, but Health Enhanced Foods is one of the baking mixes that are built to make sure that your stomach not gonna explode, uh, especially that we're coming up on Thanksgiving. We got October here, all right. Halloween cookies, Thanksgiving meals, you know, our pies, get our dumplings, get our all our good stuff. But the worst part of it is if you are gluten intolerant or you feel heavy or you know you're trying to work out, you're trying to get that big strength, and you're just not wanting to deal with white bread or even processed whole wheats bread, um, like. Health Enhanced Food is the place to go. You know, it's quick, easy baking, very, very simple, but it will absolutely allow you to have your trust. You guys can go to healthenhancefoods.com to be able to learn more. And if you can also support the show, go and get 10% off your first purchase with the promo code RUGBYSWAG. That's R-U-G-B-Y-S-W-A-G, all one word, RUGBYSWAG. Man, if you are feeling dietary issues, if you have those problems where you can't eat pancakes and waffles, you can't have cakes and breads, yo, Health Enhanced Foods is the place that you want to be able to go to. Definitely check them out, uh, healthenhancedfoods.com, um, promo code Rugby Swag. All right, y'all. So next up what that we have for us today um, – we're going to take it back into some uh, rugby, USA rugby news. Um, we have at least, you know, as, as it typically will go, um, there's always people coming in uh, and out of rugby that, you know, have made their impact. Uh, and one is a person that we have had specifically onto the show. Uh, and this is Cody Melfi. All right. Now, uh, I don't know if you guys know, uh, Cody Melfi actually was, he's one of our guests, I can't remember the episode, great guy, great story out of Colorado, played for the 17, Olympian. He actually, him and Ileona Marr were actually two of the top, let's call it rugby influencers uh, coming out of that 2020, 2021 uh, Olympics. 
And, you know, it was great being able to talk with him, but to be able to like fully appreciate what it is that he was, uh, he's been able to do with USA rugby um, is, is needless to say, can't be said enough. So uh, I just wanted to give the shout out to him, obviously, you know, whether he sees this or not, it's neither here nor there, but um, you know, yo, that USA men's Olympic team, while they didn't get it, you know, in the Olympics, we've seen them be performing like crazy um, the course of the last decade. And Cody's been right there with him. So a lot of injuries lately, the knee, ACL, MCL, everything. But, man, that was that was one that, uh, you, know, you know, it shocked me. It was kind of threw me off guard on what was going on. But, um, uh, you know, we want to give him his proper dues. So. Uh, shout out to Cody Melfi um, uh, um, on a great career and, um, you know, give him his uh, proper kudos. All right. So next piece of news that we have on USA Women. All right. USA Women's 15, USA Women's 7s. We're starting to get their warm-ups. We're starting to see them out and about playing again. All right. And this one is important because this was a precursor for what is called the Women's 15s Tournament. Now, I don't know if you guys remember this, uh, and and uh, but about literally like a, literally about a year ago, um, almost earlier this year they announced it, but about a year ago they really started dropping the needles on it. There's been so much talk about uh, the lack of uh, capable or proper test matches uh, to give teams a chance to be able to prep and build and develop over time. We've seen uh, with USA Rugby, especially since the pandemic, the difficulties of being able to, to play. I mean, literally the USA women have only played 18 games since 2019. 18 games since 2019. And that says that's a tier two nation, let alone all these other ones that are around. And of course, the tier ones, have been able to play a little bit more. Um, their their COVID uh, restrictions weren't uh, as heavy inter intercontinental, um, but they this one is a situation that's going up. So the reason I mentioned this is that um, this past weekend, uh, USA women were taking on Wales women. Uh, ended up losing this game uh, thirty eight to. What was it? 38 to 18 against Wales. But um, it was still a game that they needed to have. We need to see the warm-up go. Uh, and if you guys have been watching the women's 15s, I'm not going to lie. Uh, since the turn of the – since we entered the 20s, it hasn't been great for them. Uh, they have won four of 14 games um, over the course of the last – three years, four years. And I'm going to add 2019 into that as well. They ended 2019. Um, and obviously it's been tough, but this, this competition should be an interesting one because it's a little bit of a makeup for what the world cup having to play for the world cup is. And it obviously give more teams a chance to be able to prepare, obviously as long as they can pay for it. So USA women lost to Wales 38, 18, but now have a chance. But next week, this next week, we'll be starting the women's 15s. Now, what is women's 15s? It is a three-tier, 18-team um, competition. 
each tier contains six teams. Uh, if you guys know the uh, Pacific Four Cup, which included uh, USA, Canada, New Zealand, and Australia, competed earlier this summer. Uh, that was to be able to qualify for this three-team competition. USA uh, lost in its its outcome, but were uh, able to be regulated for the women's 15s tier two level. Uh, there's a tier one, tier two, tier three. In this competition, starting October 13th, they're going to be playing against uh, teams like. Hold on, let me let me go ahead and pull this baby up because I don't I don't I don't want to just take I don't want you to just take my word for it. Check it out. For the tier two, they're going to be taking on Scotland. They're going to be taking on Japan, Italy, South Africa. Um, uh, uh, Samoa and uh, yeah, there we go. Those, those ones. Uh, and with that, we'll be able to see uh, a prep as they are leading into the Rugby World Cup, which is going to be moving to an 18 team competition for the women's side. So, this one is a little bit interesting to see where the development is, and then even in the tier one selection, um. You have, you know, the interestingness of having, you know, New Zealand, obviously, England, Canada, France, Australia, and Wales, which I'm being honest with you. I'm actually surprised about Wales because I did not think that Welsh women were actually very fast. I didn't actually think they were that good. I thought they were kind of slow, a little plotty, but a lot has happened since 2018, 2019, and uh, they've definitely come up alongside their men's side. And then uh, for the uh, women's 15th, Third division, it's Spain, uh, Ireland, uh, Fiji, Kenya, Colombia, and uh, I don't know what the last one is uh, because I don't know their symbols like that. But that being said, I think this is an actual really interesting idea of what they're going to be trying to do with these uh, competitions and seeing. And there's a lot of talks that there's going to be something similar that's going to happen with the men's. It was in brought up in discussion before in the past, um, but a lot of the fear was if we do this full test match competition, is that going to take away from the significance of the Rugby World Cup? Which I don't know. I don't. It's hard to say because these teams need the looks, but there is a real value whenever you say, you know, I get to see all the 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 total compilation of teams come together. With a rugby world cup and for 2027 20, uh, it's going to be moving from uh 18 now to 24 so uh, if you're already having these competitions happen are we going to be are we going to lose some of that uh stakes and urgency that comes it's almost like <laughs> it's almost like uh the dceu uh trying to quickly get to batman superman and wonder woman before we even get a chance to be able to watch them all be develop individually or develop in their regions but I think we're starting to see that happening one way or another. Uh, the other thing that's very interesting about this is I think this is going to be one of the first competitions that are actually going to be played live on Rugby Pass TV. Uh, if you didn't know, we talked about it in the past, Rugby Pass TV is the, the new streaming channel derivative that World Rugby is. It's derivative of Rugby Pass, which was the former subscription. Now it's free to streaming or free to air, as they say, overseas. Uh, and they're going to be playing that, which 
this one I feel like was the purpose for Rugby Pass TV. The games that they cannot get uh, distribution rights or distribution deals for, they're going to place it onto the streaming service, which I think is good. Great for the women's game, great for a uh, youth game, and definitely great for lower tier countries that have official test matches that they need to play against each other. Like I said, my detraction is always going to be I don't trust you, World Rugby with how to promote their own product well uh, or the how much they allow the using public to do it. And I don't like their hands getting too deep into the pockets of other countries uh, simply because of the fact that if you can't allow them to um, eventually find rights deals where they actually make their money unreturned, if not other than just the membership dues, uh, then it can actually can create a lot of problems. But, you know, if you're not doing it, at least have a place to be able to put it. So I'm, I'm very mixed bag when it comes to this whole situation whatsoever. But, you know, it was all good. And, and I'm really happy to be able to see this. But, you know, we'll see what happens with this competition. The Welsh versus USA game was actually on the Welsh YouTube channel. So uh, this divestion, I actually you actually feel it immediately. Just just absolutely immediately. Um, and last off, I want to get into, actually, you know what, before we get into our next topic, um, I want to hit us, let's get us, uh, another, another look. We need, we need to be able to get our support. Uh, so check out our support over here. Hey everybody, this is just the break train sitting out a personal little video diary to all you people out there where I am going to document me riding most of the way between Singapore and Tokyo for the 2019 Rugby World Cup. I needed help, and it came from Louisiana. We in Singapore, baby! Gift from Gift Time Rugby USA is an extroverted tour de force. But what unites us is a hunger for adventure. Off to KL, Kuala Lumpur. Gift, where are we? We're in Fiji, baby! Our love of Asian rugby culture. One, two, three, center! Yeah! Rugby is starting to develop here in Cambodia for women as well. We're out here, we're running out of energy, we're running out of money, and we're feeling isolated. And yet at that critical moment, friends, family, sometimes complete strangers, come on board. Before you know it, we're back in the game. Tokyo, here we come. Malaysia, Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam. Watch the full adventure at crugby.vhx.tv. That's C like S-E-E rugby.vhx.tv. Yo, all right, man. We're back again. All right, so news coming up, HBCU Rugby News. Now, I'll say it again. It's a new segment that we're doing. And if you guys have followed me for a little bit, and if you haven't, well, you're about to learn. I am one of the biggest advocates for HBCU rugby development obviously run the hbcu rugby classic and love being able to see so i'd love to make sure to keep track of the news that is happening 
with these guys because uh, you guys need to know what's going on. And honestly, I can't cover everybody. So I'm going to cover the ones that I can. Now, this week, we actually opened up HBCU Rugby Play. We had three teams that were able to play this week. It was Prairie View and m Men, Howard Women, and, of course, Howard University Men. Now, uh, all of them kicked off a nice season. Last year, Howard University Women absolutely had a fantastic, what you would consider a Cinderella season, considering where their program is now. And they're now going to their third year. But ending up as the second overall Division II, um, it's second overall Division II um, runner-ups was fantastic. Um, Howard University men kicked off their um, their seventh season in their second full season together. Uh, good, solid outing in Prairie View A&M. Been around since 2013. Another season to be able to build on, bit by bit by bit. But this week, this week we were able to see some major turns on um, what we wanted from some HBCUs. And first and foremost, and I love to be able to go into it. So uh, we had Howard University women. Uh, they actually came out uh, strong, played against Division One University of North Carolina. Um, strong team, you know, trying to see where they're at. Howard University women killing it 59 to 7. Uh, great setup. I love the fact that them scheduling D1 teams last year. They ran through their region, ran through their division in Division Two within the uh, uh, Atlantic region, uh, Atlantic Coast region, give or take, and sticking it up to UNC, a team that is a lower D1 team, but still a D1 participating team and has been for well over a decade now. Uh, great start off for this program. They're really looking to make up for the fact that they played a tough team last year in the championships that was experienced and and just was running it, running it. So 59-7, Howard University women absolutely uh, killing it on that one. Uh, next up, sure i have this all have this all together um next up we have uh prairie view a&m men uh let me take this moment you'd think i'd have these ready on cue but i don't because uh such is life go over to the uh to the brother team for howard women obviously howard men howard men went into competition so this year howard men are trying to fully entrench themselves into NCR, National Collegiate Rugby Conference. They're in the developmental area part of the Mid-Atlantic Conference. Uh, they had a round robin this week where they took on um, York, Mary, York College, what was it? York University, um, York College, I'm sorry, Marywood University and John Hopkins, the obviously medical school, and absolutely killed it in Pennsylvania. Uh, defeating full total sweep, defeating York 44-0, Marywood 58-0, and of course John Hopkins 31-0. Now, the significance of this is is last year they had a chance to go to um 
the college rugby championship seven crc sevens for the first time first hbcu to be able to participate in the crc sevens um then get they managed to do it in the elite division uh play a tough um a tough louisville team um and look you know make headways and steps to being able to make a significant uh impact within that league itself um Look at them to continue to grow. I had the chance to obviously work with both of these teams for the HBC Rugby Classic. The future is bright. There's so much help and so much happening in Maryland. It's definitely something to be able to watch. And obviously, you keep watching the podcast, keep taking a look. I'm going to keep keeping you up on it. So this one I, I absolutely love. And then lastly, because for some other reason, I cannot pull up their information uh from my from my reserves itself we had prairie view AM rugby uh taking on stephen f austin uh this past weekend um and man you know again you love a good opening in texas i don't know if you guys know about texas rugby texas rugby is actually pretty tough uh a lot of great support a lot of great uh uh impact and prairie view AM did not disappoint 49 to 0 win over uh Stephen F. Austin. Uh obviously it's D2 divisions. That doesn't matter. You play the games that you have and you win the way that you need to. That's what I'm talking about. That's what you do, baby. And that's what they did. And I'm so proud of all three of these teams as they continue on and start off a new year on top. So just give it up. HBCU rugby. Uh, we're gonna keep it up as much up to date each week and obviously. Uh, love to be able to watch. If you guys have any thoughts, have any questions, absolutely let me know in the chat. If not, definitely hit us up on um, social media, Instagram at rugbyswag.com, uh, at rugbyswagshow, or, you know, knock me up on Twitter at GiftTime or Facebook, you know, or just throw a message up here in the, on, on YouTube <coughs> or Twitch or Facebook. And, you know, it doesn't really matter. It all bloody works. It all bloody works. So I'm excited about that. All right. So, man. Oh, man. I am excited to talk about this next topic here because this this is the one. Let it know too early. This is the one that that makes all the difference. This is all the difference in the world right now. Uh, and that is obviously um, qualifications and who's going into the quarterfinals, all right? So uh, last week, I talked about my thoughts on who was going to be making the quarterfinals uh, this year. Uh, I think it was going to be – some of it I think was already pretty well set. I, I, I didn't feel like there was much that needed to be said. But, you know, once you start talking about the numbers and trying to figure out exactly – who goes where, it becomes a whole different game altogether. So uh, let me pull up what my original outcome was. All right. So this is what I had as my initial outcome. I looked at Wales being able to take it for uh, their, their being the finalist for, um, for Pool C. For Pool C, um, hold on, let me just pull. All right, so I have Wales as the finalist for Pool C. I have Ireland, which is 
now up for debate, but Ireland that would end up being the winners for Pool B. I uh, have England for Pool D and France for Pool A. And then I set my runner-ups as Japan as the runner-up for Pool D, uh, New Zealand as my runner-up for Pool A, Fiji as my runner-up for Pool C, and, of course, uh, South Africa, the runner-up for Pool B. Now, I, my biggest question was going to be about Japan and South Africa because there's so much movement that was going to happen there. Uh, Fiji, I pretty much felt locked in spot. And New Zealand, while technically is still in contention, I mean, it, it, it's, it's really not. Like, it's, it's really not. Like, we, who are we trying to fool out here, right? So... Getting a chance to look at it. So let's take a look at what the requirements are going to be to be able to enter into each of the pools. So first up, first up, we have for pool A, all right? One we can guarantee is basically as long as France doesn't lose, France is already going to be the top of pool A. There's no if, and, or buts if France is going to be moving on, 100%. They went three and zero, four and zero already, and they're they went three and zero already. I'm sorry, and basically will should wash out uh, Namibia, uh, Italy. But even if they don't, the worst they can do is go in second. Number two is the bonus point for New Zealand. This is the one that we're trying to figure out the qualifications because they're beating Italy. Obviously, set them into a position where they have the head-to-head battle. But they can still lose if Italy does some damage. And so New Zealand needs a bonus point to win, um, to secure qualification. And um, obviously, they already win the point differential game. And again, they would have the head-to-head against Italy. Now, Uruguay, and this is one that I was a little surprised about. I didn't realize that Uruguay could still be in contention. Highly unlikely. Highly unlikely. But this is what they'd say. Uruguay must beat New Zealand with a try and bonus point by at least 80 points and will need France to defeat Italy in order to qualify for the quarterfinals. I don't know how likely that is, but I mean, honestly, if Uruguay happened to beat New Zealand by 80 points, I think New Zealand needs to, they probably need to uh, just, just, you know what, not even put it on New Zealand. Uruguay needs to move up. Need to become a tier one nation. Like, there wouldn't be anything left. I, I don't care who they lost to in the past. That would be enough to be able to take the top. Uh, the other way uh, for Uruguay to qualify is that Uruguay must beat New Zealand with a try point, prevent the All Blacks from taking any bonus points, and hope Italy gets something out of their game with France to finish third on the head-to-head rule with New Zealand to secure qualifications for Rugby, uh, Rugby World Cup 2027. So, I mean, if Uruguay is able to get that auto bid, that means that a real possibility that Argentina doesn't get that. And it also makes it far more difficult to qualify as a U.S. team uh, for the 2027 one because uh, we would have a much tougher road, which would be, I think, going through Chile and going through Argentina and Chile without having to worry about going through through Uruguay. Uh, and then, of course, last point, uh, if a point – will confirm Italy's qualifications for Rugby World Cup 2027. So basically, if Italy just gets four tries um, or just just gets some tries, get a try. Don't blank out. Don't get blanked out by, by France. 
they'll at least have qualification for 2027 and not have to go through very much. All right. Uh, next, Pool Freaking B. All right. So Pool B, we got this next one. And, and this one, this one is, I feel like, is technically our most interesting one, just simply because of the fact that it, it contains the Ireland and the Ireland, Scotland, uh, South Africa uh, twist of it all. You know, like that that little, you know, cluster right there. But um, so this is what we have in terms of what's going on with that. And I think let me take this thing off. All right. So this is what we have with that. So number one, Scotland must beat Scotland must beat um, Ireland and deny the Irish a bonus point to be able to finish second in the head-to-head. The thought that Ireland could absolutely miss the quarterfinals is wild to me. Absolutely wild to me. Uh, you know, you've been number one <laughs> in the world for almost 18 months now. Uh, maybe closer, maybe exactly like a year, but I'm going to say 18 months. Give it the extra six months. And if you lose to Scotland... And you don't score four four uh, tries at least, you could be out of the Rugby World Cup. How much of a disappointment? I don't know if there's a bigger difference. What would you rather be, Ireland or Romania? Get absolutely waxed by everybody, or be Ireland where you could arguably be the best. You've played the best, but one loss against your next door neighbor without getting four tries, and Ireland against South Africa did not get four tries, and I feel like Scotland has nearly as good, a, not as good a defense as South Africa, nowhere nowhere close, but it's, it's pretty, really, pretty good. It's pretty good. You could be out of it. All right, next up, you have, uh, if Ireland gets a bonus point and Scotland does not, Ireland will get the top of the pool on the head-to-head rule and uh, obviously maintain number one. Scotland, South Africa will be number two. I think that one is pretty obvious. Now, if Scotland, if a Scotland bonus point uh, win without Ireland getting anything from the game, we'll see them qualify in second place behind South Africa, and the Springboks would finish on top uh, on the head-to-head route. So basically, if Scotland scores four, somehow blanks out Ireland, um, or at least, yeah, blanks out Ireland. Um, or at least doesn't let them get another four. Boom. You know, Scotland gets in second place. Ireland is out. South Africa is in and completely changes up that whole map. All right. That means that the likelihood would be South Africa being able to take on uh, New Zealand for the quarterfinals match, arguably, which would be huge rivalry. That's a huge rivalry right there. All right. Uh, next. You know what? I, no, that's my qualifications. Uh, next of the potential ruling: if Scotland wins, if Scotland wins and both teams get a bonus point, they will join South Africa on fifteen uh, on the fifteen points, and the point differential will determine the top spot in Pool B. Um, I mean, Scotland, South Africa would absolutely have to like not do anything against Tonga because um, I absolutely think South Africa is going to win the, the, the 
point difference. I think they're going to boat race Tonga and get the points. But if they don't, that's wild. That would be wild if Scotland somehow got the number one spot. Ireland's out and South Africa goes second to the team that they absolutely beat up on. I, I mean, I feel like they physically bullied Scotland in their match. Fifth opportunity is Scotland must win by 21 points or more to claim top spot ahead of South Africa, which South Africa has uh, 117 points of total scores. Ireland at 122, Scotland 97. Ireland would then qualify as the runner-up on the head-to-head rule, having beat South Africa. And if Scotland doesn't win by such a margin, then South Africa would finish top on points and Scotland would be second. So once again, I guess it goes back to, again, if Scotland scores three or more on South on, on Ireland uh, and holds that, I mean, you know, it's it's not. It's Ireland is out. Uh, and of course, Ireland will be guaranteed top position if they secure two points from their match against Scotland. So basically, they just need a score. Just 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 score. Just score. At least if you can get the bonus point, get the bonus point. But score. Score is the easy. Just score. <laughs> Don't get blanked out. Uh, and they'll be able to get this one going on. <laughs> Yo. Like, this is, this is why I can't imagine that Ireland could be out on this one. All right. Next up, for Pool B. All right. For Pool B, we have Wales is basically locked in. Um, they're, they're basically locked in. I don't think there's very much that we have in here. But they're saying Wales needs one point against Georgia to guarantee top spot in Pool C. If Wales is unable to score or at least get the bonus point of four, I, I don't know what they're – they probably don't need the top spot, especially to Georgia. I, I know there's a lot of talk that says that Georgia is sometimes a good um, a good matchup against Wales uh, simply by the way they've played. But I, I think – again, I, I've said in the past, I think Wales is playing for something bigger than just a win. I think they are absolutely playing for their lives. They're playing for their union that has been – slowly collapsing over the course of the last year due to financial straight. And uh, I, I absolutely think that they uh, have, they're just, they're just, they're just playing for something bigger. Uh, Fiji now needs one point against Portugal to con- to finalize the second place and get the head to head against Australia, uh, which basically mean don't, don't, don't do what you did last week. All right. Don't, 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 play down to your opponent. Portugal is less experienced than Georgia, but they're more potent than Georgia is. All right, And they can kick, too. So if Fiji is unable to get the win as well as, like, at least get their one, two scores in, uh, I, they don't deserve it. And I will consider them to be the biggest upset in that situation because I don't believe Fiji is a Cinderella team. I don't even really believe that they're really a Tier 2 team. Because they're finally able to bring in the players from other countries that had not been able to play prior to the rule change for World Rugby. So uh, I don't see this as a situation where Fiji all of a sudden would be like, oh, you tried so hard. But you no, you are expected in this situation to make it to the quarterfinals. I have no other expectations but for them to make it to the quarterfinals. I think they should have gone uh, 2-0. and They should have been 2-0, and 3-0 by this point. But... Again, droppity droppies uh, and knock-ons by Fiji have prevented them from being able to maximize. Or else they, they should easily have had the top spot here. 
Like, it, it really wouldn't have been a thing. Then, of course, lastly, if Fiji doesn't get – if Fiji basically gets blanked out by Portugal, uh, Australia will qualify, and they would absolutely deserve it, even though they've been horrendous in terms of their total output um, against Wales and Fiji. And uh, it would be – they're setting up for – I don't even think they're going to be the biggest disappointment in terms of their play and in terms of where they are, but I think it's the biggest disappointment in terms of the generational um, in the history of Australian rugby uh, union in the rugby world cup, considering this would be the first time they've never made it to a quarterfinals in the what 30, 35 years that this has been going on. So like, I, I get that, but I think Fiji would be a bigger disappointment if they lost to Portugal, because they basically had the walk-in to be able to get their quarterfinals, first quarterfinals since 2007, the last time they were in the Rugby World Cup. And then lastly, Pool D. This one, England is already set. The top spot is already set. There's no question. We are here to talk about Argentina and Japan. Technically Samoa, but it's Argentina and Japan. Like it, This is about Argentina and Japan. Now, the winner of the Japan-Argentina match will qualify for the quarterfinals runner-up. We'll talk about those predictions a little bit later on. The draw uh, could be could be enough to secure a second place for Japan or Argentina, depending on whether one or both secure a try or a bonus point and whatever the result of the Samoa uh, game is. So basically, I, I guess it, it basically just means that if England uh, suppresses Samoa enough, that point differential can actually help offset or the bonus point, I don't even know what that really, yeah, I think the bonus point would absolutely help us. So basically, Japan or Argentina would have to score, get their bonus point, and then I guess the result of the Samoa-England game would simply just be on the factor of everybody's 3-1, and one, so who's going to get the top spot in, 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 that, in that situation? Is, would England drop? Because England is guaranteed to enter, but would it, who's going to be number one? But it would be... I mean, if England lost to Samoa, that, that doesn't make sense. I, I would assume everybody – maybe they probably would have taken the kava that Eddie Jones was talking about trying to give to the Fijians. <laughs> but <laughs> hit him with the kava. Get them that sedation <laughs> when it's all said and done. Um, <laughs> uh, and, of course, uh, you know, you have then – if okay, number four opportunity. If both – get try uh, scoring bonus points in the draw, Argentina would finish second on the points differential. That would be huge. I, that would be huge. And this one is actually a lot more likely. Um, I, again, we'll talk about predictions, but I do think Japan is a better team than Argentina. But Argentina has been playing up since their loss to England. And Samoa and then subsequently um, Chile, they just took it, took it out on them all the way through. So that could very well happen. Uh, but this would have to be some, some, I guess if it's a draw, it doesn't matter how high the points are because they'd be evenly spread. Um, and uh, okay. Number five, if the match does end in a draw, Japan must be the only team to get a try scoring bonus point to finish second. So I guess they're basically saying like, if this is almost like what was the, I guess the Portugal game, uh, Portugal, Georgia game where this is, we're doing threes, threes, bunch of penalty kicks, drop kicks, getting it close, and then at least one person makes score, misses the conversion, and then the other team is able to 
get up. So I think that score would have to be probably probably be an 18, eight, another 18-18 kind of game or a 15-12, probably 12-12 or 18-18 game, right? So if it was 12-12, you'd have, let's see, 3-3-6, three, three, uh, 9 no, I guess it would have to be 18. 18 is the lowest that they would be able to. So Japan has to at least score 18 points if they're going to draw uh, with getting a try along the way. Um, and then number six option, if neither gets a bonus point in the draw, Samoa must beat England by 29 points, get a try bonus to have a best point differentiation of the three teams to finish second. Argentina would then finish third on points um, and then qualify automatically for the Rugby World Cup 2027. Again, if Samoa beats England like that, England would be who we thought they would be after Six Nations. And I said Fiji losing to Portugal would be the biggest upset. Samoa doing that to England and knocking out Argentina and Japan for the what I would argue be the single most undeserved second place the finish um my god that would be fantastic entertainment a terrible quarterfinals but fantastic entertainment when it's all said and done fantastic entertainment so when it comes to this little situation that we have here i i'm, I'm really interested to see what's going to end up happening here and obviously we're going to go into predictions for each of these games coming up next but Oh my goodness! Like I, I, I love that there's still just enough, just enough drama remaining in this that you have to give a crap about what's happening here. All right, this is this isn't anything. This isn't anything small. All right, like the pools that they created, this two-sided element where you have so much of your biggest tier ones on one side, is uh, it's riveting for me. I, again, the idea that an Irish team might drop out after being ranked number one all year round. Fantastic. Let me know what your thoughts are. All right. Yo, if you got any comments, hit them up in the, the chat. Uh, definitely, you know, go throw this stuff around. Um, and of course, like, yo, uh, you know, I want to I want to hear what you got. If not, yo, hit me up in the DMs. Hit me up on 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 the comments. Yo, I want to know what you guys are thinking about this, where your thoughts are with this. Uh, so lastly, all right, before we get to this. Gets the last one. Uh, I think we got one more commercial left. I know. I got. I got to take care of my. I got to take care of my. My 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 subscribe. The the people who support. All right. I got to take care of the people who support, and I'm happy to do it. And I really actually do think that you guys should check out these things that we have put up there. Um, first and foremost. So, uh, last sponsor for the day is going to be Green Geeks. All right. Now, I don't know if you guys are have, have a website or you guys do e-commerce, but I, if you've watched what social media has been doing, algorithms are changing all the time, all right? You can't trust that social media is going to work to your best interest. More importantly, you don't know if people are going to find what you need them to find. But you know the one way that you can secure that is by keeping your own home. And that is utilizing Green Geeks as your server for all your digital needs. I'm talking about your websites, your e-commerce, even if you have to get a job and you make your own personal one. For me, I've been using Green Geeks for almost a decade now. Every single one of my websites are part of them, all right? And 
I've been able to have the ultimate control over what I do. But what helps most of all is that Green Geeks gives 24-7 customer service. And they are legitimately helpful. A couple of my sites have crashed, and they've helped me bring it back up. But even more, they're, they're well-priced. And if you start today and you click on the link down in the description, you can get start your own service at $4.95 per month, all right? You're talking about less than 60 bucks per year to be able to control a plethora of information. And it's not just one website like you would with a Squarespace or a Wix. You can make as many as you want word-based websites with a large contingent behind it. And just check out the link below, click on it, and absolutely sign up to be able to get your own website. Control your home. Too much is happening in the digital space where you can't be leaving your most important material to somebody else. All right, that's all I got to say. Don't leave it to them. Definitely check out greengeeks.com. Uh, hit the link down in our description and absolutely give it a chance to make sure that you are able to secure your own digital life. man. All right. So, last thing up, man. All right, it is time for us. Hold on, let me let me set this up. Got to set this up right. Let's talk about what is going to be going down this week for rugby. All right, I love it. All right, so, the first one. New Zealand versus Uruguay. Now, this is one game that I said, you know, New Zealand absolutely has to make sure that they get this done right. They're trying to secure the second spot. Last week, they opened up the book, all right, against Italy. And they showed us that they are still here to play. I do think that this game is going to be a very distant game. I actually don't think New Zealand is going to hold off on Uruguay, especially because points mean everything. Uruguay is a tougher team than people give them credit for. And as a result, I look at this to end up being an 85 to 15 match New Zealand over Uruguay uh, for the win. Looking at a 70 point game. Absolutely a 70 point game. All right. Next up, yo, we got France versus Italy. All right. Now, France, again, Italy is coming off of one of the most embarrassing situations. I think they got a little bit ahead of themselves when they thought that they were going to be able to compete because they've basically been, uh, what do you call it, running through the easiest teams in their pool, to say the least. Um, they, weren't, they weren't really getting pushed very hard by anybody. And uh, I, think they got a, I think they got ahead of themselves. And so uh, I think France knows they're getting DuPont back. I think France wants to make sure they secure their top spot. So as a result, I actually think that this game, and this is going to be a repeat of the rugby world, of the rugby Six Nations, that Italy actually played France very, very, very well. But I don't think France is going to allow that to happen twice. I look at this to end up being 35 to... 20 match France France over Italy uh, France getting their ooh, just not getting quite their bonus point but I think Italy is going to be playing a lot better than they did last week um, and then 
I think France, yo, France is going to show up, but I think because they have the top spot basically secured, they're guaranteed quarterfinals. I think they're going to be good to go. All right, next up is Wales versus Georgia. Wales, ooh, Wales is is is, is coming. Back. They had a nice little break last week. You know, they didn't have to do very much at all. But I don't think this is going to be going over good for Georgia. I think Georgia played Fiji well. Like I said, I feel like Fiji played down to Wales. Fiji played down to Georgia, not Georgia playing up to Fiji. Uh, Wales is not as um, loosey-goosey of a team as uh, Fiji is. And I think they're used to the spotlight. I look at Wales to be able to take this game, uh, take this game big, 55 to... 55 to 17, Wales over Georgia. Um, not a close game. Wales wants to establish its spot as the number one spot, even though they have everything basically in lock. I don't think they want to take any risks. And as we've seen from the quarterfinals, uh, I still absolutely believe that um, you know that that anything is possible, and I think they know this as well too. Next up, we got England versus Samoa. All right. <laughs> We said Samoa can get back into the quarterfinals if they beat England by 29 points. Unfortunately, I don't think we've seen Samoa actually, um, you know, beat anybody by more than more than uh, uh, 20 points. And I think that was against Chile. Uh, other than that, it has been one beat down after the next. Uh, well, no, not really, because the Argentina Samoa game was actually really close. But it hasn't been – they haven't been a high-powered scoring offense. England, on the other hand, they don't seem to have missed a split. Owen Farrell is back, and he was back last week. And uh, I, I don't think that England is going to lose anything on this one. I think this is going to be another big showing. I look at England to take this game 65 to 25. England over Samoa. Uh, for the win, 40 point. I think Samoa is going to play tough early, but down the stretch, hey man, England is going to absolutely kick and boot this out of control. Again, they are not going to try and risk that top spot. They're guaranteed for the quarters, but they don't want them to miss that uh, uh, that uh, final spot. You have far more control over your destiny in the quarterfinals with that. Next, we got Ireland versus Scotland. This. This might easily be my favorite game that's going to be. I think this is everyone's game. This is the one that we're all, you know that meme whenever it's like it gets serious and you move it in forward because that's whenever you know it's for real. I feel like that's what this game is. This is the game where both of them are in it on the controls and they are they're coming in hard. And they're going to give them everything because I don't think Scotland thought they were going to get this close to being it, especially after getting whooped by South Africa. And obviously, you know, confidence gainers against, you know, you know, teams like, you know, freaking Romania and you know Tonga, but you know this this is this is brother versus this is cousin versus cousin. All right, like this is where it all comes down. Ireland obviously is the favorite in this one, but I don't know if it's going to be that that big of a differential. I think a lot of people are expecting Ireland to kind of run away with this. For me, I don't actually think that's going to end up happening. I look at Ireland uh, because I do feel like Ireland has one of the best defenses uh, in the in the world. I think this is going to end up being a 20 to 17 game Ireland over Scotland. 
And man, I mean, if they don't get the, uh, yeah, I mean, that puts Ireland at the top, but honestly, it could go the other direction as well, too. Um, and especially if Scotland can get that bonus point, which would be very difficult to do. Um, that's that's significant. Again, like we said here, uh, if Scotland wins and both teams get a bonus point, then they join South Africa at 15, and the point differential will determine the top spot for Pool B. All right. Uh, once again, like, you look at it. That top spot for pool for a Pool B uh, for Pool B. Everything. Everything. Who's who's fighting for second, man? And that changes the whole thing. But I don't think it's it's going to do very much. As much as I think Scotland is is a well-run team, I don't think they're getting out of it. All right, we got Japan versus Argentina, the second most exciting game that's in this entire count. It's going to be happening this week. All right, this is for all the marbles. Last 2019, Japan. I mean, fantastic Rugby World Cup. I got to go to it. I don't know if it'll be topped in terms of experience and ambiance, but Japan surprised a lot of people of how good they really were. Uh, and I think it was one of the reasons why they got moved up to tier one. They're the lower end of tier one, but I think they're still tier one. Argentina is fighting for their lives right now because Argentina kind of gave us a false hope with Australia way back during the rugby championships, but I don't feel like they've played up to that. I think they've very much underwhelmed most of this competition. Uh, but that being said, Argentina had played Chile like they owed them something. And they struggled against uh, Samoa, which, again, another t- strong teams, strong teams. But I don't think Argentina is di- as dynamic as I feel like Japan is. I think Japan is scrappy. I think Japan is experienced. I think Japan is well coached. Uh, and they are looking to be able to continue. And again, they play like they got nothing to lose. Um, and I feel like Argentina is going to have to play like they have pride to win because the only one that gains truly is Japan out of this. If Argentina gets through, they did what they expected in the worst possible way. Uh, if J- Argentina, if Japan does it, they went above expectations again, um, even though it shouldn't be surprising. But I'm looking at this one and I'm looking at a 15 to 10 game Japan over Argentina. And as it plays, the winner of Japan versus Argentina will qualify for the quarterfinals runner up. Um, and basically we are into it where we, you know, going to do some damage. We're going to do some damage. All right. Uh, next up, Tonga versus Romania. The, bo- the battle of the bottoms. Uh, I like to say this is the one... The smacked up, the shits, you know, the ones that were playing for heart. This is the truly I played for the love of the game. And honestly, it also means that you are part of still the top uh, 20 best teams in the world. You know, we're just trying to determine who is 20 versus who is 18. uh, Because, you know, Namibia is going to be down near 19. Uh, And... I mean, again, I actually think this is a game that Romania might actually get, like, legit points out of. Um, because uh, they, they scored eight whole points this entire tournament. Uh, so I look at this one, and I look at Tonga to be able to... 
I look at the score as 25 to 10. Tonga over Romania for the win. Tonga getting its first and only win this one. Romania going home winless uh, with a low point differential, but a close, tough, leave it all on the field. Whoever drinks at the bar, whoever wins the boat race, wins it all, win the party, wave it off, and just go on into the sun, uh, into the uh, sunset. I, I feel like that's this one. And then lastly, Fiji versus Portugal. Fiji has to do what they need to do. All right? Portugal is not a team to underestimate like they did with Georgia. Fiji has size, speed. We know it. We know it. I, like I said before, I feel like this is religious situations happening right now. All right. And this is going to be more so about Fiji living up to the amount of help and deserved help and elevation that they've been provided, that they duly earned. I think it would be uniquely interesting to see if Fiji can be the first time ever Olympic and Rugby World Cup champions in back to back years. Um, but it all starts with it all starts in that direction with them playing against Portugal like they can actually play. Play them like they played Australia. Play them. Fiji plays them like uh, they played Wales. All right. Don't play them like they did uh, um, Georgia. But I look at this to be a score of 30. To 20. Fiji over Portugal. I actually think Portugal is going to get their scores. If anything, they're going to get their kicks. It's the kicks that are going to make the biggest difference. And that, that, that one, I don't know if it's going to be anything else. But that's where I see it all come to head overall. All right, y'all. All right, and that's it. That's what we got. Yo, let me know what your guys' thoughts are. Of course, hit us in the comments if you have any comments. Um, of course, description, hit us in the DMs. Do what you need to. I want to know your thoughts, where this is all going for you. Uh, and, you know, it, this this Rugby World Cup is just getting started. Like, the fact that next week we are now in the one and dones, and this is where it really goes. And I, I, I'm I'm stoked for it. But y'all, we have now come to the end of our show. Uh, I want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen. Thank you for those who uh, listened on the uh, on the broad on the live. Uh, thank you for those who listen on the podcast, listen, to watch the videos. Obviously, always want to try something new. Always want to be able to give, provide the rugby news as best that we can, and of course, be able to create the content that we need to be able to help develop the game. But also, you know, because it's just dope. This is fun. Like, it's good to be able to do and it's good to be able to connect. But in the meantime, y'all, hey, I hope that you know that I hope that you are happy. I hope that you are healthy. And of course, of course, of course, I want you to know that you are highly favored. Definitely check out some of our past episodes. And until then, talk to you later. Cheers.